Bretto, can you believe it? The Wellness Summit is almost here. Oh, I'm P. I'm so excited. I don't know what to do with myself. Well, Bretto, it's been two long years since our last Wellness Summit. And if you're listening to this, folks, and don't have a ticket, then... What are you doing? The Wellness Couch family of podcasters gather for two days in Melbourne on Saturday, August 25 and 26, featuring... The Queen of Nutrition, Cindy O'Meara. The rock star of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Connect with your spirit and soul with Barley Bomb survivor, Karen Smith. Self-care is on the menu with Kim Morrison. Master the art of aging well with the one and only Marcus Pierce. Oh, shucks, Bretto. What about how to recover from rock bottom with Dr. Brett Hill? Master your stress with Dr. Maria Zushman. Get empowered with Imogen Bailey. Female health experts, Dr. Andrea Huddleston and Ashley Bond. Master your sleep with Audra Starkey. The natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. Australian Idol winner, Wes Carr. Woohoo! And Quirky Cooking's Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab, and a whole lot more. Oh, what a lineup, MP. Seriously, why would you not be coming to the Wellness Summit? Not to mention our world class exhibition of Australia's most incredible sustainable wellness products and services. MP, we've done the final layout. There are less than 100 spaces left. And there's only a few discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. Marcus, be there or be square. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the 2018 Wellness Summit, Saturday, August 25 and 26 at the Collingwood Town Hall. Getting quick, folks. The final release of discounted tickets available at thewellnesssummit.com. See you there, Bretto. Thewellnesscouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And now today, my darling friends and listeners, I shall be affectionately referred to as Kaz because we have got another Karen on today's show and I just feel like we could get confused with each other because honestly, I'm feeling like this one is a sister from another mister. This Karen that we have on our show today came, um, came to us through our beautiful Brett Hill and Dr. Karen Phillip. My goodness, I'm looking at this woman's website. Not only is she an absolute vision, but also has a voice that is transformative. And wait till you hear her say hello. (laughs) 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 Our beautiful Karen has a business of virtual, get this peeps, virtual hypnotherapy. Now, as the words roll off the tongue, let's let's all do it together. Ready? Hypnotherapy (laughs) (laughs) and virtual sounds even better, doesn't it? Mm. No appointments, no having to sit there and wonder if somebody's about to mess with your mind and freak you out. None of that sort of stuff with the virtual hypnotherapy. You actually get the opportunity to know who your therapist is. Obviously, it's going to be Dr. Karen, but you're doing it in the comfort and the safety of your own home, which I have found to be one of the greatest barriers to people being subjectable where they're able to, or subjective 
So they're able to be, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they're able to, to be hypnotized. They're able to reach that beautiful trance state where self-discovery and self-transformation becomes possible. It's just such a treat to have you on the show, Dr. Karen Phillip from Virtual Ready Hypnotherapy. I love it. I love it. Welcome to Up for a Chat. And we are so excited to be talking to you about this topic today. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So, Karen, I always love to start off with with these podcasts, and especially when it's someone that is new to our world and perhaps a topic that might be new to our listeners, is can you just give us a brief background as to how we ended up with you here today? What is your story and what got you into doing hypnotherapy? Well, I have been a counselling psychotherapist for about or close to 20 years now. And a lot of people were coming in wanting, obviously, a fast result uh, for their problems and issues. And I just found that the counselling side of it, while extremely beneficial, was just a little too slow for my liking. So I started about 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, actually studying hypnotherapy and found it an absolutely incredible modality as when you can access the person's conscious and subconscious mind, behavioural changes are just so much faster. Your mind becomes more receptive to positive suggestions. It can release negative feelings and it just aids the mind's ability to rapidly integrate new skills, strategies and strength. So I was doing that for quite a number of years and I found very similar issues were presenting all the time. And my waiting list for clients was becoming longer and longer and people were traveling from oh gosh, I'm based on the central coast of New South Wales. I was having Skype calls from the United States, from England. Uh, I was having people driving down from Armadale and Tamworth. It was just getting a little bit crazy. And my husband said, look, why don't you start putting some of your sessions online so people can access it anywhere at any time for a lot lower cost? And we found that it was really like the missing link, if you like. People look after their diet, their lifestyle, they exercise, but they often leave out the mind. So when they use the hypnotherapy or the relaxation guided therapy, it, they, they're just able to resolve the issues that we all know really how to resolve internally anyway. We just don't know how to access the power of our mind. So by putting the sessions online, People are able to access it from anywhere in the world at any time they want. And rather than paying a therapist to do one session and then you go away and hope it works or you have to come back, make another appointment and come back, the session is downloaded and is kept by the person forever. So if anything ever presents or comes up in their life, they've got instant access to it again and again. That's amazing. So I want to know... What happens um, when we go under? What 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 happens to our mind? Because I I've done a few um, sessions and I feel like I know that I'm there. Mm-hmm. But you watch those things on television, and I, I hate to go there, but you do. You watch those things on television, and it's like your whole mind's been taken over, and they're acting like absolute <laughs> or what they're told to act like. Uh, tell me what happens. Okay, it's clinical hypnotherapy is different than stage hypnosis. <laughs> Okay, good. (laughs) Hypnosis is a very short-term effect that the recipient, e.g. those on stage, want to be the centre of attention and want to be noticed. 
So they go up there. A lot of it isn't, well, what can we say? Some of it is pretend. Some of it, however, is is very real. There's about well, up to 20% of the population that are what we call somnambulists. So the somnambulist people are able to be influenced very quickly and very deeply, but that's a small percentage of the population. And as a hypnotherapist, we're trained, if we wish to do stage hypnosis, how to select the people, what questions to ask, what to say to ensure that we get the right recipients up on stage. So it's really quite a set formula. But the therapeutic type of hypnotherapy does access the subconscious mind, but what it does is we relax the conscious mind and the body. And when the conscious mind is relaxed, we bypass what we call the critical thinking stage. So when we're talking to someone like now and you're sitting there and you're you're listening, you're thinking as well, oh, what she said and, oh, what does that mean? And, oh, I don't know about that. And, oh, my experience says something else. So we're critically analysing everything that we hear. Whereas when we're in that very comfortable, relaxed state, both of body and of mind, we bypass that critical thinking and we go directly into the subconscious part of the mind. And that is the part that governs our thoughts, our behaviours and our feelings. So that's what we're able to access using hypnotherapy. We're able to gently go into that part of the mind to create new inner beliefs and, and changes in the way we think and feel and behave. And tell me something, Karen, was there something that happened for you in your journey that made you interested in this path? I often find with people who are journeying into the mind have got such a huge passion, like people are journeying into the body, have such a huge passion for understanding the workings. Where, where did your passion come from originally? Did you have your own personal experience? I only really experienced it fully and completely uh, since becoming a hypnotherapist. I, as a child, actually went on stage. There was a a chap, because I'm much older than probably most of you, uh, there was a chap called Franklin and there was a, a show called Franklin's ESP done probably in the late 60s. And mum took me and my sisters along to the stage show. And, of course, I was one of the people that jumped up on stage because I loved being on stage and I always wanted to be in front of people. So I went down and was one of the selected individuals. But I pretended the whole way. I I knew I was pretending. But what was interesting, the one thing he did say before we left was, whatever time you choose to wake up in the morning to the minute, that is the time your eyes will open and you will waken. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. So I went home and it was a it was a Sunday morning that I was waking up and I usually slept in. I was around about 13 or 14. I said to mum, okay, I'm going to choose 6.54. That was the time I was going to choose. And mum came into the room about 6.30, she said, and just sat there and was reading very quietly with her watch. And then lo and behold, at 6.54, my eyes opened. And she showed me, as soon as my eyes opened, she showed me her watch. And I thought, oh, my God, there is something to this. I thought I was just pretending, but there was something to this and I was therefore influenced. So it was when I was about 13 or 14 that I started to become interested in the subconscious part of the mind and how it worked. So I read a lot of books, um, you know, Mind Splasticity and and so on to to find out. I ended up venturing, as you say, into um, into counselling and psychotherapy until I realised, you know, 10 or so years into that, that, you know what, there's got to be a better way. 
There's got to be a faster way to guide people to the outcome that they want for the benefits that they need within their lives. And then that's where I ventured into the full hypnotherapy training. Can, you tell, can you tell us, um, Karen, does, does, does it work for everybody or are there sceptics or are there people who fight you on not being taken under? How does, how does that look? In, in the room, there is the occasional person that either is a little sceptical or nervous, if you like, of, um, of entering into that, that relaxed state. But that's not necessarily because of the hypnosis. It's because the person themselves could be so uptight. They could be so tense. It just takes a little longer. And because in the room, we only have a one-hour session and some of that one hour is spent you know, speaking with the person, I may say, look, I'll stop now because you're struggling to really relax. How about if you take my hypnotherapy session, my relaxation session, go home, listen to that a few times to start getting your mind in, um, in line with what we're going to do and then pop back in a week or two and we will do the full session and that session usually works extremely well. But I'd say 95% of the time people are wanting the feeling of hypnotherapy and relaxation because they want to achieve the outcome that they desire. We can never make a person do anything they don't want to do. So for instance, if someone you know, made a phone call and said, I want you to stop my wife or my son smoking, uh, or I want them to lose weight because I think it's unhealthy, and that person came in, that session wouldn't necessarily work for them if they themselves weren't receptive and open to having the outcome of that session. So we really do need to look at what the individual wants and how they want to get there and how fast they want to get there to really benefit the individual person themselves from hypnotherapy sessions. You know, it's really interesting. I um, remember back, um, gosh, it would have been 2005, I think, or maybe even 2006, I did, um, I studied psychology. I never went all the way through to my degree though. Um, and then I went and did an advanced um, master trainer in neurolinguistic programming. And part of that was Ericksonian hypnosis. Oh, yes. And goodness gracious me, I never, I never forget. I still have his books, My Voice Will Go With You. Oh, I've got uh, that one. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I tell you what, I remember in all of the training, that was my ultimate favorite because to be able to see we did, um, we did sessions with each other in the room. There was like, I don't know, maybe 140 of us in the class at the time. And we did sessions in the room with each other. And there was one where our job was to convince the patient, for want of a better word, that they were cold. <laughs> and that cold was making them numb. Mm. And we were watching each other do it. So we were in groups of 10 or so, and we were watching each other do it on each other. And to be able to see the hands literally go blue mm -hmm. and the skin ice cold. And as they would say, you know, you're numb, you know, the, your hand is numb, it's so cold, it's so numb. We would walk in and feel the hand and the hand would not even flinch because they were so numb they didn't feel it. Mm. Yeah. I tell you, it, it really, and, and, and this is why I say a sister from another mister, because as you're speaking, Karen, I totally surf your wave on understanding the depth and the complexity <laughs> of the human mind and the brain. And, you know, if we can only learn to use our powers for good mm -hmm. rather than for evil and self-destruction, I think the world would be a, 
spectacular place. I'm so fascinated. So, so what sort of, what sort of areas do you specialize in? I mean, cause you know, like humanity, like we say is so complex. Do you handle everything or are there some areas of um, the life spectrum that you particularly feel well, that you, you love the most? It's interesting, Karen, that you say that and, and also bringing in NLP because hypnotherapy, good hypnotherapy and professional hypnotherapy is in fact based on NLP. But I, I use that within my, my counselling sessions as well. So while I love, um, you know, relationship counselling, couple counselling, that sort of thing, and I use a lot of NLP with, with them as well, in the hypnosis session, we, we started off with virtual hypnotherapy, mainly doing weight loss and stop smoking or quit smoking. And they're very popular sessions and they're extremely positive sessions and really successful. I mean, we get, we get pictures of people that have lost their 20 kilos in, in, you know, sort of 10 or 11 weeks without, they believe, even trying to do this. But from there, we've, we've ventured into uh, anxiety, relieving anxiety in so many people that experience and suffer anxiety. And we've gone on also to, we've got a session called Remove Baggage. I think that's what it's called, Remove Baggage. So, so many people experience various traumas and issues throughout their life and they carry those experiences with them. And we really don't need to. And I say to people, what's the reason that you're carrying all this with you? Oh, well, because it happened to me, right? But what about this, this and that that also happened to you? It might have been really good things or happy things. Do you carry those things? Oh, well, no, they're more a memory of what occurred. I'm not carrying those with me. So it's like, well, you're choosing to carry these negatives and you're alleviating the fact that you're not carrying the really good things. So if you choose to carry the bad things, guess what you can also choose to do? Let them go. So therefore, what we do is we allow the person to let go of a lot of their baggage and, and past traumas that they've, um, they've experienced. And we've got, you know, another, another session called re Relieving Trauma. And that will also help, for instance, a lot of people that have been involved in narcissistic relationships that have been traumatized from that. We've got another session, IBS um, and, and gut health, because we know there's a recent study came out not long ago, just a few months ago, uh, to state that the IBS and, and gut health was 80% to do with the mind. And they did a big trial of about, oh, I've got, I don't know how many hundreds of people, that they used some with the, with the diets and others with hypnotherapy. And all the people that use the hypnotherapy, their condition was basically alleviated. Their symptoms basically vanished and melted away. So that was a huge push, like, oh, my goodness. But, you know, you've got to have a specific IBS or gut health session for that. You can't just have a relaxation session and hope it works. So that's what we've gone ahead and done the last couple of years. We've developed specific sessions or specific sessions for specific ailments and issues that so many people do suffer. And the responses have been incredibly successful. We've been so proud and humbled to know that, you know, people are learning that they themselves can correct their own issues and manage their own problems and, and events that they've experienced in their life. They don't need to go, in, in many cases, to a, a therapist for six or ten sessions. Of course, some people do, but many of us don't need that. We've, we've got the capability within ourselves to manage, to deal, to compartmentalise, if you like, 
certain aspects and issues that we've experienced and put them away and, and to change our attitudes, thoughts, behaviours and feelings towards those things. It's wonderful. It's amazing. And can you explain to us the difference between hypnotherapy and medical hypnosis? Um, well, there's not a great deal of difference, although medical hypnosis is more geared for relaxing a person down prior to surgery or prior to a dental, uh, a dental event. So we, I know there's a number of hypnotherapists, particularly in the United States, there's many large dental practices that have uh, a medical hypnotherapist in their surgery. So that helps the person alleviate pain. It helps them to heal faster. It prepares their mind and their body to become into a relaxed state so they're not anxious about the the procedure that they're going to uh, going to have and experience. So that's where medical hypnosis comes in. It's all to do with enhancing the the procedure for the the medical procedure for the person. And while hypnotherapy also can address that, but we usually address that. For instance, I had a, a client in uh, last week who was going in for some major surgery, cancer surgery, and she was quite nervous. So what I did is I relaxed her down, prepared her for that, gave her a couple of anchors to use going into the hospital and also how she would have very little pain. She would have need virtually no real pain relief, that she would be able to respond quickly and easily uh, to the physio and so on. And she rang me, uh, it was this morning actually, and she said that um, she used virtually no morphine at all or pethidine that was in, that offered to her, that she came out after five days instead of seven. She was walking around and she was feeling great and pain-free. And that's the difference with using hypnotherapy compared to using drugs, I guess, and, um, and without that true self-belief that, you know what, I am going to be good. I am going to recover and I'm going to be fine. Nice. We have nice. a saying, what the mind believes, the body responds to, and it so does. Mm. Can you, I know this is stretching the friendship. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Karen. <laughs> Can you give us, I mean, because I know a lot of our listeners are going to be on the you know, listening to this podcast going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to hand my brain over to some stranger and let them have their way with me because they couldn't <laughs> end up taking my house. You know, like there's all of those sorts of fears. And then, you know, also, to, and, and for my, even for myself, you know, I grew up where my mum always said to me, never hand over your psychology to anybody else. Never trust anybody else with your own mind. So mm -hmm. is there a way? that you can give our listeners a taste of what it is that you are offering um, in any way? Is, like, yeah, sure. But the thing is with, with hypnotherapy, with medical or even um, clinical hypnotherapy, you don't actually hand your mind over to anybody. You are, you're not asleep. You're not out. You're not under. You can listen to everything. In fact, even being in a, in a really comfortable, relaxed state, you can open your eyes, stand up and walk out the door. Simple as that. So you're not under control. And as I think I mentioned previously, we can never get a person to do anything they don't want to do. Now, I know we see these programs on TV that people have been brainwashed and, you know, that certainly can happen, but that is over multiple months and many, many sessions. But the person needs to be receptive to that in mm. the first place. So, And that's the difference. 
but it's just a matter of being able to, you know, sort of relax yourself down uh, or, or being guided to relax down. So when your body and your mind are in the right place, it's like if you imagine you're laying comfortably in bed and your alarm goes off at 5.30 or 6 a.m. and it's cold outside and you're snuggly and warm in your bed and the alarm goes off and you hear the alarm and you reach over and you switch it off and you're laying there. You're not wide awake. You're not sound asleep. Your body is relaxed and comfortable. That is the time that we can access the subconscious mind with positive suggestions for the individual. So while you're in that, that comfortable state in bed in that early morning, you're not asleep, you're not affected by anything. You actually are in control, but you're in such a comfortable, relaxed state. You're just floating on the softness of your mattress. And that's what people experience when they have clinical hypnotherapy. Did you just hypnotise us? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just I, went all mushy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I could certainly take 10 minutes and relax everyone down, but depending where they're listening to the podcast, may not be a good idea. <laughs> don't listen. If, don't, don't, don't pay attention if you're driving. <laughs> be true. I Karen, think it's a very, sorry. And I just want to make this distinction, Kimmy, and I'll shut up. I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. very much hogging, Karen. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's an important distinction for our listeners, what you've just said, though, Karen, in that when you are going through hypnosis, it is like, you know, being awake where you can reach over and turn the alarm off or perhaps even reading a book where you get mesmerised by the book, but you can always close it and stop reading. So you can always get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important distinction that a lot of people maybe are not aware of when it comes to hypnosis, which is frightening, I think, if you've never experienced a trance state or, you know, that very beautiful lost um, nothingness experience during meditation. Oh, look, that's exactly right. We see what's on the presented to us on television or the stage and we, we do sometimes become a little bit hesitant and fearful that, oh, wow, it is mind control. But you know what? It isn't. And just as you said, you can mesmerize yourself in a book and you can lose yourself in the story. And all of a sudden, an hour or two has gone by and you think, oh my goodness, where has that gone? It's the same as if we're traveling. I know when I travel down the the M1 or we travel on any of the, the M roads, the M5 or whatever, and we go from point A to point B. But you know what? We don't specifically notice every car that goes past, every house that we drive past every street or street name that we go by. We don't notice those things because often even when we're driving, we do become into a bit of a a trance state on those long stretches of road. And before we know it, you know, 10, 15 minutes, 30 minutes has just zipped by and we wonder, oh, I wonder where that's gone. We may have been listening to the radio, but we didn't actually hear the song or we didn't hear what the announcers were saying. We were in that trance-like state. We're in them on a regular basis. We just don't recognise we're in them. Often if we're on a treadmill at the gym or we're doing something, we're in a trance-like state. We may be copying or following an instructor. We could be just walking on the treadmill. But we we don't remember every second and every moment of what we're doing. It just whizzes by. Uh, and, and that's very much what hypnotherapy is like when we're, we have our eyes closed and we're just sitting or resting back somewhere comfortable 
time just goes by and many people will open their eyes and say, oh, well, that didn't take long. And I go, well, that was actually 35 minutes. What? You go, hmm, did you, I was a bit worried when the siren went past. Did you hear that? What siren? Oh, okay, that's great. You were nice and comfortable and relaxed. Your mind was doing what it needed to do for the healing that you required. So therefore it blocked out everything else around you and was concentrating within. And we hear things like that all the time. It doesn't mean they were out or under. They were simply within themselves, within the space of the safety of their own subconscious mind. Karen, I noticed you're talking about the mind and we're obviously talking about human beings here. Mm. Um, but I notice on your website there's a thing about relaxing your pooch. And I met a dog today. I was at a meeting and this beautiful little staffy, this little red staffy came out and the owner said, oh, she suffers from anxiety. Now I'm chuckling mm. because <laughs> it's like, how do you know that a dog, I mean, yes, they obviously displayed behaviours, but it was very cute. It was like she was talking about her child. It was adorable. Mm. And then I said to her, what do you do for her? And she said, oh, no, I've been told that I cause her anxiety mm. um, and she's very spoilt and whatnot. And then I've just seen on your website that you, you help dogs. Is that, how does that work? <laughs> That's an interesting one. That only went up uh, probably about six months ago because a lot of, uh, a lot of people were contacting us that, had, uh, had, that do experience anxiety and they said, look, my dog also suffers from anxiety. And dogs do, they can, but what they do is they often emulate their owner. So if the owner is, is displaying signs of anxiety, the dogs can pick that up. They, they smell it. They, they, they sniff it out. They sense it. And when the owners can become more relaxed, more calm, they often find that the dogs respond just the same. But what we did is we created No More Lonely Dog because a lot of owners were saying, look, I'm not really anxious, but when my dog is left alone all day, whether it be within the property, such as a unit, or outside in the backyard, they're becoming stressed. The neighbours are saying they're barking all the time. They're trying to dig their way out. They're anxious. They want to be with me and they don't understand that I need to go to work. So we, we trialed for oh, many, many months with a lot of dogs and a lot of different music to, to get a, a session for, designed for dogs. And we ended up getting a whole range of, uh, of different sounds with a music producer and a musician. And the one thing, the one instrument that seemed to make such a difference was the didgeridoo. And we used that within this track. And we had an, a, an Aboriginal elder play the didgeridoo for us because he commented that, you know, when we have our corroborees and when we're, you know, when we're sort of out in, um, in the land, there's a lot of dingoes that come in and they're quite an active dog. They bark. He said, but when we would play the didgeridoo, the, di the dingoes would sit quietly and go to sleep. So he said, we know that the didgeridoo is so beneficial for calming dogs. So we added that last bit, last piece of the puzzle, if you like, in to our No More Lonely Dog track. And it just works incredibly well. The dogs just sit back and relax. We suggest to the owners to play the, uh, the track while they're there with their dog, relaxing, patting and comforting their dog. And then when they go out for their day, they put the music on or even put it on a loop and the dogs just remain more calm and relaxed. So if you like, you could say that the dog's anxiety is, is greatly reduced 
because they've got this calming music playing for them. So anxiety in dogs is actually a real thing, believe it or not. Yeah, I can I can see it. It was very obvious. It was just so damn cute that she spoke about him like that. I have a neighbour that whenever the neighbour goes out, the dog barks, a whines, doesn't bark, whines, right. Oh. I'll be putting them onto the website. They're um, overseas at the moment, so the dog's in a kennel, but I will be putting them onto the website. Oh. <laughs> it's so important. The little buttons, they get little separation anxiety in their little faces, a little baby. Yes, they do. And it's so, it's just so sad. And, mm. you know, you've got to go to work. You can't, you'd love to take your dog in your bag with you, but you just can't. Uh, and, and you think about it, we do treat so many of our dogs as, as our babies. They are our fur babies. Yeah. And just the same as you would say to your child, you know, I'll be back in eight hours. They're going to fret. They're going to miss you. And, and that's exactly what our, our fur babies do. They miss us. Well, they need to come round to Annie Kazoo's and I will play them your jewelry do. They can all come to my house, all of them. That would be lovely. <laughs> she loves her fur babies, Karen. She's like, um, yeah, those dogs, um, if, if anybody wants to come back in any form, they need to come back as Karen's dogs. <laughs> that's, actually, that's what Matt says to me all the time. He says, far out, hun. When I die, I'm coming back as a dog, but your dog. <laughs> Not just any dog. Mm. Oh, no, that's Karen, Karen, can I ask a personal question? <laughs> Do you have a partner? I have the most amazingly gorgeous husband, yes. Okay, good. Do you ever subliminally su- <laughs> suggest things to him that sh- he doesn't even realise you've taken advantage? I'm just, I'm just. I curious. thought you were going to say, <laughs> have you ever subliminally seduced him? Kim? Well, it was coming. It, that was on the verge, and then I changed it. Thank you, Kaz. Well, I don't need to subliminally seduce him. I can do that quite well uh, yes. without subliminals. But uh, my husband is actually trained in hypnotherapy as well. Oh, bugger. You, you <laughs> can't right. do it. I'm saying that, yes, you, you can use uh, some of the suggestions and, and NLP techniques and occasionally he will turn around and say, hang on, did you just suggest I do that? And I'll go, well, do you think I suggested that? Or perhaps you thought it all by yourself. Oh. Um, <laughs> so we just don't know. Hang on, was that my thought or was that your thought? Did you plant that or did I come up with that? <laughs> yes, that, that, that conversation does occur every now and again, yes, and it, it's quite fun. But, I mean, the, the one thing being a therapist is you, and, and I can't speak for every therapist, but I'm presuming it would be every therapist as well, we do have an extremely strong ethical um, ethical background and you know, there was no way on earth I would ever suggest, even though I may have had opportunities at times, to undue influence somebody to benefit something that I want. It's just, it's just one of those ethical things that I would simply never, ever go toward. No. Karen, I have um, a question for you. Um, I, I lost my mum and my sister 12 years ago, five months apart. And a girlfriend of mine um, said, I think you should read this book, Cindy. And it was Brian Weiss's book, Many Lives, Many Masters. And I read his book and I bought um, his hypnotherapy, his, I don't know, his meditations, but they weren't. They were about hypnotherapy. 
and um, Kim and I actually ended up going to Sydney and listening to him speak and he did a group um, session, you know, to take you as you, I don't know if you know about Brian Moist, but it's about not what's happened to you in your childhood, but you know, what's happened in a past life. Mm-hmm. And about, oh, I don't know, about three years ago, I went to one of his conferences. There was about 500 people in the room and he did once again, um, group past life, um, hypnotherapy, I guess that's what it's called. And I had it uh, an amazing uh, thing happen. You know, I, I saw myself thousands of years ago. Mm. What do you think of this? What, you know, was it my imagination that was doing that or uh, is there something in it? Um, what's your belief on what? Past life regressions. Yeah, the past life regressions, yeah. Well, I, I previously never really believed it. I'd seen it, but I'd never really believed it. I, I, um, I have a Christian background. I thought, no, that can't, that this can't be right, and I dismissed it. But then through the training, I, I became more interested, and I said to my husband one day, there was something that sort of came up, and I said, you know what, uh, let's give it a go. And he, I, I sort of wrote out what I wanted him to sort of do, and prepared a, a script for him, and he relaxed me down and. I became, you know, very, very relaxed in a trance-like state. And then he started to take me back. I didn't actually expect to go anywhere. But what had happened is that I actually did go back. And I, I can't remember the year. It was 17. It might have been 27 or there were sevens and a two in there. So I think it was 1727. And I could picture myself where I was standing. I could picture the cobble road. I could see an outline, almost like a, a ghost-like figure of a, of a young child. I think it was a little girl also dressed in white. And long story short, I was extremely sad and, and very, very depressed. Now, in this life, I have never really suffered depression, not, not severely. The, the breakup of my first marriage, you know, from, I married when I was 21, as you do, thinking you know what you're doing. And then, uh, you know, 18 years later, that, that ended. And that was a very difficult time for me to go through. And I was, I was deeply sad, but it didn't last very long because I knew how to get myself through that very quickly. But the feeling that I experienced during the hypnothe- hypnotherapy session when I was this particular young lady, and I didn't see my face, but I saw my body. I was very thin. Um, and it may have, I don't know if it was England or early Australia. I don't know where I was. Oh, 27, it couldn't have been early Australia. Mm. Um, but I, I remember going into like a room. It was like a sort of a where I lived and there was a bucket there for, um, for toilet and stuff like that. So it was before any plumbing, anything like that had come through. And I laid down on a straw mattress to die. And I remember that. And I, and I also remember feeling tears rolling down the side of my face. And, my husband said to me, which is one of the questions that we ask, what have you learnt from that life that you will take in to your future lives? And what came out of my mouth was to never be this sad again, mm. to never feel this sad. Anyway, then I was brought out, you know, one, two, three, I sort of came out and it's like, oh my goodness, I did not expect the validity of what I saw, but what I felt in that session. And that converted me to think, oh my God, this is actually real. And then I started using it with um, 
with a variety of different clients that that had issues they couldn't explain and, and problems from from their past or their childhood or whatever. But when I've told that story to, to my kids, to my sisters, to, to, to friends, they all sort of take a step back and go, oh, my God, Karen, you are the most positive person I have ever met in my lifetime. I have never seen you down, not even for a day, no matter what happens or what experiences occur in your life. You are always moving forward and looking for the bright side. And I thought, you know what? They are so right. So where I never used to believe in past life regression, I can really say now only because I've personally experienced it to such a deep degree. And it was the, like you said, it wasn't just the visuals. It was the emotional feeling. I had never felt that degree of sadness or depression, if you like, in this life. Never felt it before. And I tell you what, what I felt in that session was, oh my God, is this what people experience when they're deeply depressed? I had a complete new uh, appreciation for what people actually experience. So it was a very profound experience that I, I went through. Uh, so what you went through and you experienced, Cindy, I would suggest was very real, very real. Thank you. Yeah, like I, I, it was, it was, I can still see it today when I can still feel it today. And, and the, the funny thing about it is that, um, you know, there are books about this where people have gone and done regression therapy and they can tell you exactly where the town is, where the church is, where this footpath is, where their house was, what the, and then, you know, they go to those towns mm. and they, and they they, and it's all like they've said it, but they've never been in that life in that town. So, mm. oh, look, I, I find it absolutely fascinating. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, his story about Catherine in Many Lives, Many La Masters, you know, that he, he didn't believe in it. He was a psychiatrist. Yeah, he, he just didn't believe in it. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you is I noticed that um, all your qualifications, like, I think you're 150, I've decided, Karen. I can't see <laughs> everything that you've done just blows me away. Naturopathic nutritionist, herbal medicine practitioner. Um, you're the appointed family mediator for um, the Attorney General's Department. I don't know where you're, gonna, where you're fitting that in. Um, <laughs> lifestyle doctor in sociology, master's in international family studies, postgraduate counselling, family therapies, addictions, grief and loss. It's your qualifications, and I haven't even said half of them, by the way, for those people listening, your, your qualifications are quite phenomenal. You must be someone who just loves to educate yourself and know more and learn more, and you, are, you sound like you're very open. What are you studying at the moment? What is your passion right now? Well, at the moment, I'm um, studying another PhD and the research, the research I'm doing at the moment is entitled The Cues and Strategies Counselors Use to Develop Rapport with Clients Over the Telephone. So that's the paper I'm currently writing on and I'll be finished that toward the end of the year. Okay, and okay, so there just, I just, gravitate just, onto another just PhD. Just the bus up there. Just, just hang on a minute. <laughs> so when you say you're doing a PhD, how long is this document about the cues that counsellors use with people over the phone? Well, this dissertation is actually about 45 to 50 pages. Right. <laughs> There's a lot involved. Oh. I mean, you, do, you need to do background and literature reviews and 
Um, I did research. I interviewed people. Um, I need to do, and I'm doing a thematic analysis. And so, yeah, there's a lot involved in, in any uh, dissertation that you write. Uh, mm. And it takes at least a year, if not two. So I'm doing the, the prelude now before moving on to the full PhD again um, next year, probably the end of this year. Uh, yeah, and after that, um, I'll be sort of over 60 and I go, mm, do I keep doing more? Well, I may. I'm not sure. I just, about every year or two, I do another degree. I love, I love learning. And in between, I will read, oh, a, a multitude of books. Um, yeah, I, I just love, you know, something will come up on the news feed or something will come up in my, in my Google alerts and I'll sit there and I'll just read the paper or someone's, you know, something comes up about a new thesis on this or that, I will read it. I just love, I love learning. There's just so much information. I wish I could live to I was 200 because there'd be at least another three or four occupations that I would, I would have in the next hundred or so years. Yes, there's no chance of you being bored, is there? I would imagine that that word doesn't enter your vocabulary. No, I don't understand. I do not understand boredom in any way, sense or form. I just do not understand it. But I think it's kind of, I think it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, the, the mind, like we say, is so complex. And when you really start grasping it, it's this never-ending journey of discovery and then self-discovery and then discovery around humanity. There's never... There's never an end to it. It's almost like, well, it's like the body. There's never an end to discovering the intelligence of it. No, it's, an, it's infinitum and we know so little oh. about, about the mind and the, the power of the mind and just what I've experienced with my clients in my rooms. It's just, it is life-changing for so many of them. It is completely life-changing. One session can adjust the way that you think and feel it, it can it can adjust your responses it can remove fears and blocks it, it's just the most incredibly profound uh, modality that I think anybody could um, could benefit from it's, it's it is it's extraordinary I mean I love my counseling and psychotherapy work I really do but when you throw in hypnosis and hypnotherapy in that it, it just goes to a completely different level so, so what's your, what, sorry, sorry, no, go. No. I just heard the thought about um, the fact that you've done naturopathic medicine um, and herbs mm-hmm. um, and, you know, your comment that 80% um, of IBS gut health, you know, this was a, a paper that you read that 80% of um, the IBS is in the mind. Mm. With your knowledge of all of that stuff that we know that's going on in the gut and all the chemicals that we consume and the bad food that people eat and, and all of that, when you change the mind, is this, this paper, did it say something like, well, when you change how you think and everything that's happening, then you don't have to change your diet. You can just eat whatever you want. Is that what is this? Is, no. No, okay. no, it wasn't. The paper was was about those that were suffering IBS and gut health issues. So these people were already following a, a good diet routine. They were already following that. Like if you go out and you drink yourself silly and, and eat rubbish food, then of course your body is going to respond badly and no amount of hypnotherapy or mind training is going to alleviate the the cholesterol problems or the heartburn problems necessarily that the foods themselves are going to cause from your body 
but these are it's more for people that are already looking after their their lifestyle, their diet, that they they get movement or a degree of exercise in their body. It's when they've tried all of these things, yet something isn't working. It's just not right. I'm getting like I'm getting a lot of heartburn, uh, which we usually know removing the acids out of the diet will alleviate that. But it's the people with the IBS sufferers, those that are experiencing anxieties, those that are having panic attacks. These are the things that are created within the mind. So that is where we work very positively and proactively with these individuals. They're doing pretty much everything right in their life, yet something is stopping them achieving the outcome that they want and they need for the full health of their mind and body. And it's usually the mind. And that's why they found with this particular study that they did, they were all IBS sufferers and gut health sufferers. They were all doing the right thing, yet they still weren't able to alleviate these very uncomfortable symptoms. So that is where they addressed it with hypnotherapy while they were still having, you know, a good diet, but they found that they weren't they weren't necessarily needing to any longer alleviate a lot of the foods that they had have avoided for so long because those foods no longer created the same issue. Although saying that, because I am a, a nutritionist and, and herbal medicine practitioner, I would strongly suggest that anyone that does do this does re-enter the foods into their diet very slowly. You don't go out and eat whole bread bread roll, for instance, the following day, you could, but I suggest, you know, more homeopathic attitude of having small amounts over a period of time to get your body back up into that acceptance stage. And therefore the symptoms should be relieved infinitum. Uh, It's wonderful that you said that because I think sometimes people will read a study like that and they don't read the fine print. (laughs) Well, I can eat whatever I want as long as I have hypnotherapy and, and I'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. But you do find that. You find people that have tried everything and, mm-hmm. and it, is, it is the mind that, um, and it could be sadness, like you said. Mm-hmm. The amount of anxiety and depression mm-hmm. that we are seeing in our one-year-olds right through to our adults. Mm-hmm. What? Look, I, 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 think, happening? I think the people that are getting labelled diagnosed and labelled with anxiety and depression is far excess of what people are actually experiencing. It's almost like these days that we're not permitted to feel sad. We're not permitted to feel anxious because if we do, there's something wrong with us. We have to have a pill for that. But the fact is that we human beings, that's our design. Every now and again, we will feel down about something. So I'm a big one on, okay, what's the reason that you're feeling down right now? What is your mind and body telling you? Okay, is it that you're in a job that does not suit you, that you hate? Is it that you're in a relationship that is not working for you? Is it that your lifestyle is not conducive to what you, your, your outcome that you're after? You know, are, are you dying to travel yet your job is keeping you stuck in a position that you really don't want to be in? And if any of those things come out as yes, and many of them would, then that is what's creating either the the term depression or anxiety that we're labelled with. Now, that, of course, is taken completely away from those that suffer manic depression or severe anxiety. But I'm talking about the people that acquire these feelings due to events in their life and 
don't, uh, I haven't learned the way to overcome those and get out the other side. But when we do acquire these, these feelings from whatever it is, it's the body saying to us, okay, what you've experienced or what you're going through right now is not conducive for you. It's not working well. So steps need to be taken to change something so you get a different and a better outcome. The problem is we don't know what to do. We know we don't know how to do it. We know we don't want to feel this way, but we don't know how to make the changes. And this is where either therapy or hypnotherapy or let alone counselling or, or psychology certainly can help us with our cognitive behavioural thought processes to get through that. But what I'm finding is a lot of people believe it's going to be a very long, drawn-out, multiple-session event, and it does not need to be in most cases, certainly not every case, but in many cases that I have dealt with, it doesn't need to be a long, drawn-out, multiple process. I truly believe that people have a very high capacity within themselves. We have the ability to heal within ourselves. We have a great manageable processing within ourselves. We just need the opportunity and the education, if you like, to be shown how to do it. And once we are, we can do it and we can go forward in our lives in exactly the way that we want and need. So Karen, for all of our listeners that their ears have pricked up and they're starting to think, okay, I'd be willing to give this a go. I've had IBS or I've had anxiety or I've had, had depression or, you know, there's some things I'd like to stop. Perhaps I'd like to stop smoking or perhaps I'd like to lose some weight. Hmm. What would you suggest they do as a next step now? What are, you, what, what, what are your recommendations based on the offerings that you supply? Well, I, I'd suggest a lot of them just jump onto the virtualhypnotherapy.com website, have a read of the information that's there. There are a lot of blogs. Uh, there's a lot of information on each individual therapeutic session page and see if it fits for them. There's also, you can contact me via email at any time, just drop me an email, ask the question or say, well, this is going on and that's going on. I'm just not sure what I need. I will just answer you or I'll give you my phone number and say, give me a call. Not a problem at all. Um, I've got my other site is drkarenphillip.com, drkarenphillip.com, and I've got a lot of articles on that as well, not just to do, of course, with, with hypnotherapy and, and um, you know, sort of medical issues, but just in life in general, relationship issues, parenting, anxiety, coping with, uh, with a whole range of different things that present in all of our lives on a daily or weekly basis. So there is a lot of information out there, but unfortunately, some of the information that we read, and I'm sure we've all all done this, have read it from perhaps less than reputable um, sites and some of those ideas and suggestions that are given on, you know, how you can improve this and fix that uh, are based on, well, they're not really authentic. They're, they're pushing an agenda, uh, uh, many of them are, unfortunately. Now, I guess the difference is I'm at the stage in my life that I don't need to make a lot of money anymore. I'm very, very fortunate. So our sessions sell for like $15. You, you get a session that you keep forever and it's $15. To come into the room, it's going to cost you like $170, $180. So it's not a matter of I'm doing this site to make any money. I'm doing this site to pay for the site, obviously. I've got to sell the sessions. But the amount of people that benefit from these sessions is just amazing. And you know what? If you've tried other things, 
and it still hasn't worked to the degree that you would like it to work, then give yourself the opportunity to use a hypnotherapy session. It's therapeutic. It's medically based. I am fully qualified. And the worst case scenario, the absolute worst, is that you will have half an hour to 45 minutes of complete, pure relaxation. And that is the worst case scenario. Sold. <laughs> There's no problem with it then. There's oh, no, no oh no, no, no one can get stuck in hypnotherapy. No one can be made do anything they don't want to do. No one can reveal secrets they don't want to reveal. No. We've got all of those questions and answered on our side as well. But no, it's it's the most most pure form of natural process that I'm aware of on the planet. It really is. And I'm loving it. You know, I'm looking at your website here. You've got blogs here for people who are curious and for our listeners. We've reached the end of our podcast time now. So I just want to really just hone in on that. So it's the, all the W's, virtualhypnotherapy.com. And then head on over to the blog area and um, read some of the blogs that are here. So we've got The Truth About Hypnotherapy, which will give you some more insights into it. We've also got find out how stress, stress and anxiety affects you. We've got how you can conquer PTSD. Um, stress and anxiety is contagious. You know what? I think that's a really important one to read for mums mm-hmm. um, and dads. We've got the conversation we were just talking about with IBS and gut health, which a lot of our listeners are very, very interested in. Right. Um, anxiety and depression disorder. You know, guys, for all of our listeners, how to become a money magnet Um, the benefit of your life and using the law of attraction. So, guys, there's so much on this website that you can consume to make yourselves feel comfortable about hypnotherapy if it's something that you've been nervous of before. But then head on over to the tab that says Hypnotherapy Sessions, and that's where you'll start to see where you can pick up um, the sessions on losing weight, quitting smoking. For those of you guys who struggle with insomnia, and we got lots of messages after we did our podcast on sleep, actually, Karen, which is really, really interesting. We had a lot of people saying that they were struggling with sleep, so that would help. Oh, yeah. Majority of the population do, unfortunately, because our lives and our minds are so busy. So busy. We've got relationship recovery. We've got how to fly without fear. Yeah. (laughs) That's a popular one. (laughs) Phobias, wealth creation. So honestly, Karen, you have put together a wonderful resource here for humanity. Thank you for committing yourself to such an incredible path and for making your um, magic available. All three of us girls are going to participate in an online hypnotherapy session and we'll definitely be sure to post all of our comments and our um, a feedback on our Facebook page. So keep your eyes out for that because Kim and I, well, I'm probably going to do it tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm but, doing the sleep one tonight. Yeah, go you, girlfriend, yeah. go you. So Karen, before we wrap up our podcast today, is there anything more that you would like to add about what you're offering or a specific message to our listeners? Just we covered us- everything to trust their own abilities and their own mind because that's what... That's what's in charge of you and that's what you're in charge of. So trust in yourself. Don't rely necessarily on external anything. You know, it lies within you what your mind believes your body responds to and that is so very true. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. And again, thank you for putting this incredible resource together and thank you for allowing us to share it. You know, I think that that's a real... um, that's a real honor to be able to share 
your message, what you've created with our listeners so that more and more people can be reached and have the impact of such a powerful tool in their kit bag. So thank you for doing that with us. We really enjoyed it. Thank you so very much. It's been my absolute honour and pleasure. Wonderful. All right, our listeners, fabulous, fabulous. Go to all the w's.virtualhypnotherapy.com and that's where you'll find out more about Dr. Karen Phillip and her sessions online. Starting at 15 bucks, hello, no-brainer, literally, just saying. Um, so for all of you guys who have got questions or comments, go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat or you can go to all the w's.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat and you can post your comments and your questions right there. No doubt you guys are going to have more um, questions for us, not only just about today's podcast, but you should start to be getting some questions for us about our hike around Mont Blanc because I have sown the seed a couple of times and yes, I have been trying to hypnotize you. Yes, I have been sowing a seed inside of your memory that you want to come with us. You are getting very excited. Breathing in, breathing out. There you go. <laughs> so, oh, you're good, Karen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we do have to do a podcast on Mont Blanc Girls. We've got to make sure that we let everybody know about that spectacular hike. And the prices have been released. We are taking deposits right now. 15 people in the group, 2020 in September. Um, it is September, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. And it it's is. not 15 people in the group because there's three of us. Oh, so it's 12. There's only 12 spots. There you go. Mm. Two guides. Oh, my goodness. 160 kilometres through. Um, we're leaving in, in our, we're, we're starting off Chamonix. in Chamonix. Chamonix. We have a day off in we're going to do the Italian job and then we keep walking back to Chamonix. <gasps> Stop. And what are the countries we walk through? Um, Switzerland, Italy, France. Would you just stop it? You had me at Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got a five-day food tour that our beautiful Cindy will be leading us through. Um, through through Como. Yeah, through Como, yeah. Through Como <laughs> in Italy. So that's going to be all like fresh vine-ripened tomatoes olive oil oh, and for those of you people who eat flesh I'm sure there'll be something like that there but there'll also be tomatoes and olive oil and basil oh bring it on anyway the prices have been released we have all the information that you guys need so send an email through to info at karensmith.com where I can get you all set up with everything that you need to make an informed decision that you want to come with us <laughs> You're getting very excited. Really, it's kind of counterintuitive, though, or counterproductive, isn't it? You don't get somebody excited to put them under hypnosis. No, but I, I think another thing that we can add here is that George Clooney lives there. Remember, he had his motorbike accident in Como, so we might see him on his motorbike if anybody's keen. And you know what? I think he really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> oh wonderful all right well that's it we're signing off <laughs> join us here on up for a chat where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world we're going to see you on the hike right here same time same station next week here on itunes bye everybody this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Foster Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.